Hello and welcome to another episode of Your Queerstory. We are your host. I am Evan Jones. And I am Paul Hobbs. And we are happy that you're here with us. That was kind of odd. And I am Paul Hobbs. Yeah, I wanted to just, that's the end. That's the whole episode. I am Paul. Turn it off. Enough said. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what did you do this week? I, what did I do this week? Got my job review. It went really, really well. Good. Um, I didn't really... I feel like I did stuff this week, but I don't know what I did. Hmm. I've been still doing my yoga every day. That's good. Every day straight. Um, I really feel like I did things. Maybe did I didn't. Did you go anywhere? Did you have a drag show? I feel like your life is just a, like a cycle of... Actually, Saturday... David performed at the Dark Lady. Yeah. So, yes, I did. Okay. There we go. Uh, wait, was that last week, though? It was the block party. Oh, no, that was the week before. <laughs> I don't know what I did then. No, okay. I so probably you did, did nothing. I probably didn't do anything this week. And it's Friday? Yeah. Wow. Are you going to stop being gay if you don't go to a drag show this week? Because I feel like that's what happens. I feel like if you don't go to a drag show, you lose your gay wings and you <laughs> you just, you turn straight. You're no longer a gay angel? No. Nope. Mm, I see. I really... Huh? I think your cat wants to play. She's carrying a toy. That's Loki. Loki's a boy. You've known Loki for over a year now. Okay, I don't... Your cats all look the same. They literally... From the first cat you've ever had, when I met you years ago, it's the same gray cat. You keep trying to... You keep changing the name, pretending it's a different cat. It's the same damn cat. <laughs> That's Loki. And he is so much different than any other cat I've ever had. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> What'd you do this week? Uh, I feel like I'm in the same boat where... What? Did you just, <laughs> <laughs> that's inappropriate. Paul just grabbed my foot. I thought it was nowhere. my foot. I'm sure I thought it was we my both foot. have our feet crossed and we're playing with our toes. <laughs> so we're bound to grab each other's toes. Aren't we cute? <laughs> um, I am, but... <laughs> shut up, bitch. Um, <laughs> I didn't do... I didn't... I mean, I did... I did the same thing this week. Like, I was busy with my normal crap. I worked a lot. I... Um, what I do? Uh, we had our transgender sober support group on Monday nights. We have it every Monday night. So if you live in and around uh, Rhode Island, especially Southern Rhode Island, we have a support group. You can go to our, our events calendar at yourqueerstory.com. But other than that, there wasn't much. Next week, I have a lot going on. There's a lot of like events, um, which by the time this drops, it won't matter. So sorry, folks. But make sure you're checking out our events calendar. There's a lot of stuff coming up in October mm-hmm. in Rhode Island. And if you are in another area and you'd like us to post your stuff, just get in contact and we'll see if we can do that or not. Yeah, let us know on Twitter or Facebook and we will share that as much as we can. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of good stuff happens in in October with the queer community. You know how the homos like their uh, Halloween and all that. It's, uh, it's the gay holiday. It is. In the fall, again, mm-hmm. queers like their fall, and then, uh, you know, just the, it's like that season, changing of season. Everyone's getting together and doing stuff, so there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, so Lots get out. Lots of nice, warm food. Too. Yeah. Yeah, don't go hibernate. Don't hibernate until January. Get out there and do something. But, um, yeah, there was, oh, I talked to, um... Uh, the president of the board of TGI Network, which is a transgender, the transgender um, 
something network. Oh, that sounds awful. But anyway, CGI Network, you can look them up on Facebook or tginetwork.org. And it's for uh, trans individuals in Rhode Island. They do know they've been responsible for a lot of stuff. So I met with him. He's a really great guy. Um, That's pretty cool. And yeah, it was really cool. Like we, you know, we were just talking about our businesses and um, doing more for the queer community. So yeah, that was that was my big thing. But the rest of it, just regular stuff. Mm-hmm. Nothing much. Yeah. Pretty boring week for us. Pretty well. laid back week. We need to go out and do some more stuff so we have stuff to talk about. I know. Yeah. Sam needs to plan things for us. She does. She does. She's been busy too, though, because she's a school teacher, so she just started back at school. So that's how it is every year. Like September, we're just like, you know, head down. September and October, trying to get stuff done before the holidays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. This episode is brought to you by our patrons on mm-hmm. our Patreon. And we want to give a special shout out to Michael Finn Lang. He is the author of The Night's Wishing Well, which is a really, really, really cute um, LGBT novel. Is it a novel? It's, a, it's like a, a book. It's a children's book. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'd say it's a novel. Well, it's really cute. <laughs> And it's on Amazon for only $6. It's on sale right now. It's also on Amazon Prime, so you can get it in two days. Yeah. It's super cute and is a super great book for your children or for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have had a lot of fun reading it. <laughs> Christmas is coming up, guys. So if you've got a niece or a nephew or a child. And it's a great stocking stuffer, too. It's yeah. like a you know a regular-sized paperback book, so okay. it's not too big. Yeah. Like It's Good. perfect there for that. There we go. That. There's some ideas for you. Also, if you're in the giving mood, you can always go to our Patreon and donate a dollar, three dollars, five dollars or more if you'd like to. We could really use your Patreon support so we can keep our website running, keep our podcast uh, going and do other things in the community. Uh, All like we say every time, all this goes back to you guys. So even a dollar a month would really be helpful. Three dollars would be super helpful. Absolutely. Um, So... Oh, and I did also want to mention that um, there are a couple people, and after our last episode on uh, Dr. Evelyn Hooker, which if you're an ally especially, you should go back and listen to that one, um, we had a lot of people share the podcast, and that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, a, I think that was our highest downloads in a day. Yeah, so it, I couldn't tell if it corresponded with the episode, because the mm-hmm. episode had about average, Yeah. but I feel like just that day, maybe because people were sharing it, more yeah. people like listened to other episodes or you know found something that they wanted to listen to yeah. that spoke to them, but uh, yeah, it was our, our highest download day to date. Yeah, so um, so even if you're like, I look, I can't even commit to a dollar, I know, we got some college kids, you're broke, I've been there, but even if you just share our, our, um, share our podcast on your Twitter, your um, Instagram, your Facebook, wherever you're doing your uh, your social media, because I know you all are on social media. Share our podcast; it really helps us a lot. Like we're trying to build that base and expand, and we're growing, and we appreciate it, and we love you guys, and we just want you to tell everybody else about how um, spread the love, free, spread the love. free love. That's right. We're just trying to educate people, <laughs> educate people, and and, and spread some love. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Paul, I, I mean, I should stop this, but I'm not going to because I'm going to tell you there's a good chance that Paul has burned something in this house. So this could be the last Your Queer Story, folks. The show must go on. Paul, I don't think any of that was recording. Yeah, you
No, I'm serious. I don't think any of that was recording. Oh, no, no. No, maybe it was. <laughs> it was about to be so I don't know, is this 15 seconds or 15 minutes? <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that's. <laughs> okay. Pause it, yeah. Okay, well, that was really interesting. We are so, You didn't burn alive. <laughs> the amount of times that Paul has burned something in our relationship. <laughs> That's not false, though. I've That's all, not false. I've, did you do you remember when I set the house on fire? Um, which time? Like literally, <laughs> was this the time when you decided to spray all of that uh, lighter fluid into? I the didn't pit? know. No, no. Okay. I brought gasoline inside the house. Oh my god! Because yes. I didn't know how flammable it was, and then I lit a thing on the stove mm -hmm. and I threw it in the box, and the box went up in flames and caught the microwave on fire, which the whole bottom of the microwave was burnt. I never told my mom. I just let it go. Yeah. Um, I pulled the fire extinguisher out from under the sink, mm -hmm. learned how to use a fire extinguisher really quick, That's good. sprayed it all over the kitchen. Wasn't there, there was a time when you were out in the back trying to make a fire and you kept pouring yeah, more yeah, yeah. fire. And I, it exploded like a bomb. Yeah. And it blew me back. It literally knocked me backwards. Yeah. Exactly. Was it me or you that kept trying to walk into the fire? And you're it was you. Fire? Okay. You were having a moment. Me. All right. <laughs> I was having. I was not having a moment. I was drunk off my goddamn ass. <laughs> I think I had to tackle you to the ground. It was Paul's twenty-first birthday, and apparently, I was trying to throw myself in the fire. Which Paul's the one who started the massive fire in the first place. It was place like six feet wide for no reason. He was, was drunk. It was literally six feet wide. <laughs> Just this massive fire in his backyard. People were setting off. Fire fireworks i was trying to walk into a fire pit it was the best party i've ever been to in my life it was really good oh those right. memories um do you remember when sarah microwaved the thing in the aluminum foil aluminum foil and she like the whole house was filled with yes. smoke oh god none of us should have been touching <laughs> anything that has to do with cooking how or, did we survive? I don't know. Now that That's I look like back, in your early twenties. I'm like now that I'm looking back, I'm like, I see this shit on the news all the time. People yeah. die. People die. We should have died. Yeah. But if we had, we wouldn't be here to tell these people about wonderful history. <laughs> exactly. So, you're welcome. Okay, so uh, Um anyways, alright, so today we are going to go a bit off script, yes. and we're just going to kind of talk and tell you some uh, information. Some good story. So this is, if you've ever listened to episode seven, which is one of my favorite episodes, it's on the Puritans. It's called Villains of the LGBTQ, the, the Puritans. So um, every 10 episodes we do, or so, we do Villains of the LGBTQ, which is not LGBTQ people who are villains. That'll be one day, but not today. It is people who Well, actually, have... it kind of is today. Well, yeah, today it is. It's kind of a double whammy. Um, <laughs> it's a double penetration. I don't know. that. I tried to make the joke work. It didn't work. No. Take it out. Take it out of your minds. <laughs> Take it out of your thoughts. Um, anyways, but, yeah, so villains of the LGBTQ are people who have tried to hurt the queer movement. But today, Paul's right. It is... Today we are... I'm not gay, you're gay. That's the name of the segment. Yeah, that'll be a nice little cute name. Yeah, and it's about people, mostly politicians, but there's a few others, who were very anti-gay, and then it turns out they were gay. 
Can you believe that an extremely anti-gay person (laughs) is gay? Never happens. No. What? No. That uncle who's over there telling you that gays (laughs) are all these horrible words and that they should be burned and they should never marry. He probably has Grindr on his phone and he's looking for someone to come over and like... Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's how it usually works. All the, all the people we're covering today are men. They're all white men. Surprise. I, I mean, not to say because there are some, there are people, people of color who have done the same thing. There was a black pastor, but his story wasn't as fun as these guys, so I didn't throw him in there. Um, and of course, I'm sure there's some women. I'm waiting for Michelle Bachman to come out that she's a <laughs> raging lesbian. It's gonna happen. Oh yeah, <laughs> but hundred percent. Oh yeah, but today we're just gonna cover these guys. So. We're going to start with one of the most infamous. Um, it's a guy by the name of Ted Haggard, which if you are in the like uh, ultra, like evangelical world or really ultra conservative world, you probably know the name Ted Haggard. Also, or, you're probably listening to the wrong podcast. Right. Well, I mean, if you grew up like I did, because yeah, yeah. I remember growing up and I remember hearing this. I remember when this story broke. I was a senior in high school and I was. it was like all the, uh, everyone was talking about it. So we'll just go talk a couple things about this guy. So he was uh, he was born again. That's a term used for people who are saved. They uh, give their lives to Jesus at age sixteen. Spent his life as a preacher. Uh, he said that he heard the call of God on um, in his first year of college while he was uh, in his kitchen at home. Um, in the mid eighties, he founded New Life Baptist Church in Colorado, and in nineteen ninety three, during a prayer journey. He traveled with a group to Israel, stood on the Mount of Olives, and claimed to have felt the Holy Spirit speak to him. He says, From that time until now, apostolic power has blessed me. My only problems are with me, not with the enemy, not with the circumstances, not with people. He wrote that in his book he published, The Life-Giving Church. Haggard had been open in his anti-gay sentiments. He was listed in Time's Top 25 Most Influential influential evangelicals he had supported a he had supported amendment 43 on the colorado ballot which would ban same-sex marriage in 2006 and so he started speaking so what happens is he starts speaking openly in support of this amendment because it was a big at this time this is 2006 this is when a lot of states are starting to um make same-sex marriage legal, right? Mm-hmm. They're all following suit after Massachusetts. And um, Colorado's trying to do the same. And Haggard's coming out and he's saying, no, we're not going to do that. Absolutely not. He kind of talked like that. We're absolutely not going to do that. That's against Jesus. Same marriage is between a man and a woman. So that's when Mike Jones comes along. Mike Jones said the two had been in a three-year affair, which included a lot of meth. Mm-hmm. So we're getting a little spicy here. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Jones said, It made me angry that there's someone preaching against gay marriage and going behind the scenes having gay sex. I had to expose the hypocrisy. He is in the the position of influence of millions of followers, and he's preaching against gay marriage, but behind everyone's back, he's doing what he's preached against. He's sitting there, he's doing his meth. Yep. He's, he's doing like, the he's prostitute, like, he's like, <laughs> and he's coming out. He's like, "All right, that was really good." He's shaking on like the. He's like this. 
He's shaking. The, he's like, yeah, yeah. So anyways, yeah. Uh, he's scratching his arm. He's like, yeah, so uh, yeah. So it's like uh, gay marriage is really fucking bad. It's so fucking bad. I'm just going to, I just, it's so bad that I need to take a break right now. <laughs> and I'll be back in about six hours to uh, four days. And <laughs> then we can talk about how bad this is again. Right. And he's still like itching his ear the whole time. <laughs> still itching. He's calling Mike up. And they did this for three years. This was not even a one-time thing. This mm-hmm. was for three years. He had been in a relationship with this guy before he comes out. And is like, yeah, it's a gay marriage. Right, Totally yeah. wrong. Yeah. Can you imagine? I, I don't I don't want to know the thought of, like, fucking someone. And then, like, them coming out. I'm just thinking of the people that I fucked in my life. And if any of them just came out and were like, you know what? I decided. That I'm, I'm against it. But you're like actively fucking them. Also doing a lot of meth too. Yeah. And you're a preacher. Yeah. So, and he was, of course, he was married as well. Not that it would matter, but he was married. He had kids. He's a, he's a well-known preacher. He's advocating. And like they said, he's listed in time as one of the top 25 most, um, top 25 most influential evangelical pastors. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal when you consider how many past, like how many oh, people yeah, are how many that. preachers are. On top yeah. of that, top 25, you have so many followers and exactly. you're telling them not to do something that you're literally doing. Mm-hmm. So... Of course, Haggard initially denied the claim, stating, I did not have a homosexual relationship with a man in Denver. Is this like Bill Clinton? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) He took a page right out of Bill's book. I did not have sexual relationship with that woman. I did not have a homosexual relationship with a man in Denver. I am steady with my wife. (laughs) I'm faithful to my wife. I have never done drugs ever, not even in high school. I didn't smoke pot. Oh, uh, uh, sir, nobody uh, asked you about. I, I, I'm not done. <laughs> I didn't do anything like that. But, but I sir, am not. We're, we're I, I am not a drug man. We're not a drinking family. I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> I don't drink socially. I don't drink. We don't drink socially. We don't have wine in our house. We don't do that kind of thing. Sir, we just were asking about that. We don't even drink. I don't even smoke cigarettes. I don't. I never had one in my life. That's a pack of cigarettes. What was that in pocket? And a pipe. He's got track marks all up his arms. The thing about that poor Ted didn't realize is that his dealer, Ted's dealer, his drug dealer, actually had a voicemail of Ted calling up and be like, hey, so you got some more of that crack for me? This is Ted, Ted Haggard, one of the top 25 most influential My address is... (laughs) He did, he had The last four of my social security are... This is really me. This is Ted. This is, sir... He's got a lot of information. I don't know who that is. <laughs> Says Ted. It sounds like you. No, not me. <laughs> got your social number, social security number. So yeah, his his dealer had saved a voicemail of Ted requesting meth, which I guess that's what you do whenever you're selling to a preacher because you know, in case they ever try to come back and be like, "No, I never did that." You oh know, yeah, they're gonna. Yeah. Exactly. They're going to try to turn you in or something crazy and right. save themselves. So finally Ted breaks down. He's like, all right, so I did do that. I did buy the meth. <laughs> I did it, and I was tempted to use it, but I never did. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you... <laughs> all right, I don't know if you've ever done drugs before, but let me... <laughs> Nobody, the guy who's never even smoked a cigarette is not going out and buying meth 
as your first drug. <laughs> I just wanted to try it. <laughs> Nobody's like, I'm going to do meth first. No. Like, you're like, I've never smoked cigarettes. I've never smoked pot. I've never taken uh, Vicodin. But I'm going to go buy some meth. <laughs> Nobody wants to do meth. You don't. You do meth after you tried the other shit and you're like, I need more. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I just bought it to put next to my collection of cigarettes and wine. <laughs> exactly. I said, I'm going to try, but I haven't. Just like I had that boy, and I paid him money, but I never fucked him. I just had him for three years as a temptation, because I like to I just do that. paid him to be around, just in case, you know. He sat next to the meth. He just sat there. He just sat That's there. all he did. He though. held my meth and my cigarettes and my wine, and I was going to get around to him, but I just never did. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you just got a lot of things he's gonna try every day. <laughs> You're just getting things. <laughs> well, today I was gonna try the macaroni, but I know <laughs> I just put it over there in my pile of temptations. <laughs> every time I want something, I just that it. God to the tests pile. us, so I just wanted to make sure I was giving him that ability. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. That's, he's a masochist. It's like Jesus. There's a story in the Bible of Jesus. He goes in the wilderness for 40 days and the devil's tempting him. And Jesus is like, I'm not going to eat anything. I'm not going to drink any water because I'm Jesus and I can fucking do this shit. And the devil's tempting him. And the whole story is just like this. It's basically like a sadist masochist type story. But isn't he like a, like a, a magical being? Like he did, he could fucking make wine and water. He could have, like, but he didn't. Why? Because he wants to torture himself. And that's why Christians are constantly torturing themselves for no fucking reason because they're like i'm gonna do this for jesus but really they just like the pain yeah probably they do they get off on it i mean look at this guy absolutely (laughs) yeah absolutely so several church leaders first supported ted james dobson leader of focus on the family issued a statement of support for haggard which stated it is unconsciousable that the legitimate news media would report or report <laughs> would report a rumor like this based on nothing but one man's accusation. Ted Haggard is a friend of mine, and it appears someone is trying to damage his reputation as a way of influencing the outcome of Tuesday's election, especially the vote on Colorado's marriage protection amendment, which Ted strongly supports. So, of course, this is all a big ploy to get it's people fake news. To, exactly fake news. it's fake news make sure that you vote against gay marriage it's all fake yep but uh, later a church official went public and stated that ted had confessed to him that he had done all the things <laughs> that everyone was saying that he had done <laughs> so ted was fired from his church and then he resigned from his position at the national association of evangelicals um but in 2009, he <laughs> returned, everybody. You ready That's for right. this? He declared that he is not a homosexual, mm-hmm. but that he is a heterosexual with issues. With some issues. Just some issues. Just some temptations. You know, what kind of fucked up mentality do you have that you'd rather say you have issues than be like, yeah, you know what? I'm gay. <laughs> I guess we're all just heterosexuals with some issues then, huh? <laughs> is that what it is? That- and my issue is I like smoking crack and fucking boys. But that does that make me gay? No. Does that make me an addict? No. <laughs> that makes me a heterosexual with some issues. <laughs> Oh, so thank you, Ted. He's he is a pastor today, back in Colorado. So if you want to go to his service, 
How there's like two people in the audience, <laughs> the crowd. His wife who's still with him, but God. And then like Jesus. the the blind deaf guy that's been going to church every Sunday. He, <laughs> he doesn't he thinks, know. He doesn't know what's going on. He Ted just, just changed his name and he's like, "No, my name's Samuel." All right, good. As long as you're not that Ted guy, because I heard he was a homo. No, oh, he no. can't listen to him. He's deaf. Oh, that's right. He's blind and deaf. <laughs> he has he no just idea what happened. He takes his cane to church every day, like. So, so on to the next guy. And so next we're gonna talk about Steve Wiles. Mm. And this guy's a little bit confusing. It's frustrating. Quite a, quite a lot confusing, actually. So, a North Carolina Republican candidate, Wiles campaigned on his strong anti-gay beliefs, including opposing same-sex marriage. But in May of 2014, news broke that just over a decade ago, he worked as an openly gay drag queen mm-hmm. and worked for Club Odyssey, a gay bar. His stage name was Miss Mona Sinclair, which... Next to being a gay porn star, uh-huh. there's not much gay you can get. Oh, no. A gay drag queen? Like, what the fuck, man? He's a drag queen. He lives it. And then, in addition, Wiles also worked as a promoter for the 2011 Miss America, Miss Gay America pageant. And not he wasn't just a promoter. Like, he, like, he was the host. He put it on. Yeah. So, he puts on this gay pageant every year until 2011. And then three years later, in 2014, he's campaigning on, like, how anti-gay he is. I'm super anti-gay, I'll tell you that right I don't now. support the gays, nope. Nope. Uh, we... Miss Miles Sinclair, <laughs> Miss Mona Sinclair supports the gays. I don't. <laughs> but not me, not Steve Walsh. No, 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 I'm, I'm a good straight-laced fella. And people had it. And it was a well-known fact. Like people knew they had pictures of him. Which we'll post a picture of him in his in his drag. But like, I I don't I don't get this. Like this, he had to have friends in the gay community. Yeah, I mean, if you're okay, so a lot of drag queens have like issues within their own community. But like, you're not gonna run a huge pageant, Miss Fucking Gay America, and not have connections and friends. Exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Nobody's going to come. He did this for several years, he, you know? Right. He did this for several years. He's got a lot of connections. And then he just decides that um, that he's not anymore. So in defense of these double standards, Wiles insisted that he wasn't anti-gay. He was just anti-gay marriage because he believed marriage is a religious institute, which, oh, I'm going to, I can't stand this one. <laughs> I can't stand this one. People use that all the no, time. No, if it was a religious institute and it gave you no benefits, no protections, no rights, mm-hmm. whatever. Right, yeah, yeah. Fine. But it is so entwined in the American government. government you get tax, like, mm-hmm. in, like all kinds of tax things. You get um, protections. You get rights. If they're in the hospital or something, you can have say of, like, what's going on. You get so much. Right. There's all- so many benefits. It's not just like, okay, they're married, like... Praise Jesus. Also, also, marriage is in every society, in every country around the world. Right. So, in in all different forms, and even if some most of them have religious like religious leanings, ties. Every religion is different. So, this society over here, that's all females, and they're getting married. Their religion says it's fine. You're trying. You're not saying it's religious. You're saying that's it's the straight white guy's religion. Right. Exactly. That's what we need you to fit in. And go fuck yourself. Marriage is not a religious institute. Marriage is very much become a secular just way of of life. It's a societal norm. Like exactly. Marriage is. Like not everybody believe, not everybody wants to get married, uh-huh. but for the people who want to get married, it's a societal norm. It's ex- mm-hmm. I mean not expected. It's a, 
a norm. It's just, it's, just, it's a norm. It's, it's a, what it we is. want. You want to be like everyone else. Also, there, like you said, especially in America, there's a lot of benefits to being married. Mm-hmm. There are legal benefits. There are financial benefits. You can, um, you don't have to testify against your uh, partner, part, uh, your legally married partner. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, I don't know, there's just All everything. of your assets, if you die, automatically go to them. Yep. They have rights over you, like if you're sick in the hospital. There's just so much. There's so much. And of course, when you're adopting children, that makes it easier. Like if your partner has a child, you can adopt their child. Yep. All kinds of things. There's just so many reasons to get married. So go go fuck yourself with this religious institute bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's just that's just, just such a, a common a bigotry. How prejudiced to be like, well, my religion has marriage, so everybody should have to do marriage like my religion. And there's so many religions that say gay marriage is okay. So you can't sit here and say you support freedom of religion and also sit here and say marriage yeah, is a religion exactly. institute. Yeah. Exactly. So anyway, so Wiles also stated that he stopped hosting the Miss Gay America pageant because it conflicted um, when he found that he objected to the gay lifestyle. So sometime after 2011, maybe his pageant fucking sucked and he's like, you know what, I decided, I decided I just don't even like the gay lifestyle anymore. Maybe he couldn't be successful. Maybe. So rather than, you know, support everyone else, he decides he's going to be bitter and fucking turn on everyone. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a really weird story. Mm-hmm. <coughs> So he also stated that he viewed his past as a drag queen as an an embarrassment. Business Insider quoted him saying, I think that everyone has their own choices to make, and I'm fine with everyone making their own. For me, from a religious standpoint, just for my life, for me. Okay, we get it. (laughs) It just was not something for me that I wanted to continue. (laughs) Wiles said of his drag performances, of course, it was an embarrassment, but you know, you move on. You live life and you change, and you make yourself what you want yourself to be. And that's where I am now. <laughs> it was literally just saying, I'm me, and I want to like be me, and I think this, and I'm me. And also, but it's, it would be one thing if he was running as a Republican and he didn't bring up the gay marriage. Like, if he wasn't running on a platform of anti, anti-gay bigotry then it would be one thing for people to be like, all right, it's kind of weird that you're a Republican and you used to be a drag queen. But he's running on that platform. He's using that as a tool. Like, that was his big campaign. And if you think about the time frame when this is happening, it was like the perfect time to use it. Exactly. As 2014, right? Right before, the year before, like, they're trying to finally push gay marriage through. And he's running hard against gay marriage. He's running just on a whole platform of anti-gay... anti-gay rights anti-lgbt queer rights you know not just the gay community but queer trans individuals queer individuals and that's what he's using to promote his campaign that's what's so offensive about it Mm -hmm. and again it's just odd to me that it's three years after he left the quote-unquote lifestyle yeah right it's not this isn't 20 years later i don't know he is weird he's weird uh you know jesus bless you steve wiles all right so next is george George Reekers, Reckers, R-E-K-E-R-S. I actually let you say it because I didn't know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know how to say it either, and I really don't care. Uh, George Reekers, R-E-K-E-R-S. This guy, this guy's a douche. He's probably the biggest douche on this uh, whole thing. So, This podcast is brought to you by George Reekers Douches. <laughs> for your gay pleasure. You squirt them up there, but they never get clean because he's a dirty old bastard. <laughs> An American psychologist and Southern Baptist preacher, he was also a founding member of the Family Research Council, which, pause, Mike Pence is going to be speaking at the Family Research Council. Oh which my is a, god. 
huge, notorious anti-LGBTQ. Oh, yeah. It's very much um, nuclear family. Yes. Like, if your family isn't like this, you're going to have fucked up children. You're going to have a fucked up family. Bad things are going to happen to you. Mm. You're never going to have a happy life. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. It's so anti-gay. I mean, they have been the biggest proponent against gay marriage. Like, still trying to overturn gay marriage. And it can happen, folks. So, please don't get too comfortable. Um... Like, they've just, and now they're very, very anti-transgender, just, like, proponents of the bathroom bills. Like, every fucking awful thing that's out there gets the queer community focus. The Family Research Council has their dirty little fingers in it, and Mike Pence is going to be speaking there. In fact, half of Trump's cabinet is going to be speaking at the Family Research Council. So if you are one of those assholes who's a gay Republican and you're like, Donald Trump, he's so for, he's so for the gay community. He said, remember that one time he held a rainbow flag for 30 seconds in his hand? That proves that he's for the gay community. Oh my God. <laughs> I just got it way too up. But like, no, what the fuck? It's really frustrating because it's you're actively voting against your own community. You're voting God. against us. Literally, Jesus, the people, what the fuck? The people talking to you right now, you're voting against us. You're voting against yourself. You're voting against yeah. your friends in the community. You're yeah. voting against You're going to our... go dance your little gay ass in a, in a bar this weekend with a bunch of other boys and a bunch of people that want to get married, that are worried about what bathroom they're going to pee in, that are worried about how they're going to get their surgeries, that are going to worry about their basic rights. And you're going to go dance in a gay bar and enjoy your fucking little self and then vote for somebody who took away who's taking away everyone's rights go fuck yourself dot com yeah go fuck yourself dot com <laughs> unless you've woken up and you're like wow i'm a fucking jackass next time i won't do that hopefully you reach that conclude that conclusion but it's a little late right now as we have again the vice president speaking at the family research council I went off on a tangent. <laughs> it was a good one. You know moment. why? Because I know someone personally who's a gay Republican and that I was like, who voted for Trump, who was very proud of the fact that they voted for Trump. And I think part of it was immaturity. You know, they're younger, yeah. but I'm also just like, what the fuck? You know, mm-hmm. I just don't understand that. You actively voted against all of the work the community has put in to get where we are today. Yeah. Even if you're like, I can deal with it. Why do that to your friends? Right. You know? You have to think that every vote you make not only affects you, you have to think mm-hmm. about how it's going to affect everyone. Stop exactly. being fucking selfish. Vote for your country, not for yourself. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> so back to, to <laughs> We're a George. little political. Just a little bit, though. Just a little bit, nah. <laughs> so back to George Reekers. So he also wrote, so he was a founding member of FRC. He also wrote, Growing Up Straight, What Families Should Know About Homosexuality, and many other papers and books against the queer community. In addition, he was an advisor for NARTH, which is the North, which is the NATH, the Nathanal. <laughs> Shut up. You know what it says. <laughs> which is the yeah. National Association of Research and Therapy of Homosexuality, a.k.a. Conversion Therapy, which we talked about in episodes two and three of our podcast. Yes. Um, he's even testified in court that... Uh, I'm sorry. He's okay. even testified in court against gay and lesbian parents and stated on record multiple times that homosexuality is destructive. He was responsible for preventing queer individuals from working with children in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. Um, he is, he's like, even up until the early 2000s, like, was going in and... Um, testifying as to why uh, gay and lesbian individuals should not be parents, should not have adoptive rights, should not just even be allowed to work with children. Mm-hmm. So like in a daycare or in a, in a school. All right. 
So that's why it was fabulous to learn in 2010 that he had employed a male escort to help him, as he says, to lift heavy boxes. Mm-hmm. You gotta if sometimes if it's real heavy, you need a hand, you need a, a helping hand to you lift. You do to lift your package. That's right. <laughs> sometimes, if you got a big package, sometimes you need a helping hand. That's right. If you got a big package, <laughs> a thick package, a heavy package, you just want another couple of pair of hands. That's all. So good old George was looking for some help on tour, so he went to <laughs> rentboy.com. Go there now. Go to rentboy.com. <laughs> so he found a young, ripped, and delicious man <laughs> named Lucian, whom George promptly hired to lift his luggage. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This guy. Oh, my God. Try to he. I need help moving. Let me just go to Grinder real quick. <laughs> No. He looks like he could help me move. Like how he believes, thinks anyone believes that he was like, I just, I just Googled rent boy. Whoever would Google rent a boy? Like who <laughs> rent a man? No. <laughs> you would look for like moving help or like. You say, yeah, hire movers, U-Haul, something like that. <laughs> Local movers. You know, he thought he was being real crafty. <laughs> he found a real good website. <laughs> of course, the doctor denies having a sexual relationship with the boy or even knowing that he was a gay male prostitute. But here's the thing. Rentboy.com <laughs> is private and you cannot get on there without an account. <laughs> so it's a lot of trouble you're going through, Georgie, to set up this account. And you know those kind of websites always have things that are like, you must be 18. Exactly. Like uh, Pictures of guys standing there with their cock out, their ass there's out. There's like a little flashing thing. Watch and yes, now. George is just like, I didn't see any of that as I was talking to Sid. I was just, I don't know, I was just going through. The little chat rooms, the the chat rooms that pop up that are like really loud. Exactly. Someone is eight miles away from you. Talk to them now. I don't know. I thought that was just an, I thought they were eight miles away and they were going to help people move. Oh, but in addition... But also, when he was picking out his red boy, Lucian's profile bragged about his smooth, sweet, tight ass and his perfectly built 8-inch cock, which was uncut. But all of that skipped Georgie. No, he, he, didn't, he didn't read that. He just Aww. saw he was close enough. That's all. <laughs> he just saw this half-naked man standing there. There's a picture of the boy. He's like from the profile. He's standing there with his shirt off. He's got his hand behind his his head is it like the most seductive pose ever and george i i just thought it was gonna be a good move in his defense the profile said that he was up for anything as long as he was paid oh yes of course and george of course i'm gonna pay you i would never ask someone to lift my luggage without paying them (laughs) so a few a few months later lucian attempted Lucian admitted to giving sexual massages to George Records. Well, that's because he was so stressed from all that luggage. Right. He was like, you know what? I moved your package for you. Mm-hmm. Let me just give you a little massage. Because exactly. I know you worked so hard. You worked so hard watching me and jerking off. <laughs> Records resigned from the many gay anti-gay establishments he was employed at and stated in an email... I confess to the Lord and to my family that I was unwise and wrong to hire this travel assistant <laughs> after knowing him only one month before the trip. Wait, so he was talking to this guy for a month? <laughs> for a whole month and it just never came up in conversation. I was unaware that he was more than a person raised in a Christian home. <laughs> Also, P.S., literally, I am not gay and never have been. (laughs) No homo. (laughs) 
time I talked to him, he talked to me about Sunday school. That's right. He, he showed me a picture of his junk next to a Bible, but I thought it was just because he was showing me he read the Bible. Exactly. I didn't, know I, he, I didn't even see the, the dick. I didn't know he was trying to show me how big it was. I didn't exactly. put that into my mind. And when he got on his knees, I thought he was praying, and then he put my cock in his mouth, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to let him have his process. He's praying he's for just, Jesus right now. We all now. pray the way we need to pray. He, and then I blessed him with my holy water because that was only appropriate. I couldn't not give it to him. Exactly. He was praying for the Lord and I needed to return the favor. Exactly. (laughs) Thank you so much, um, George, for all your help. Uh, We appreciate it. And my favorite thing is when they're just like, they go on to things, they're like, never done pot, I've never smoked, (laughs) I never drank, Uh, I never, I never did that. (laughs) Also, I'm not gay. Not gay. (laughs) Definitely not gay. Like, ugh. Might be gay. So next up is Philip Hinkle. Mm. And I'm sorry, if your last name's Hinkle, you're just automatically gay. Yep. I mean, there's, there's just no, no hope for you. <laughs> Give so, up now. From our home state of Indiana, mm. Philip Hinkle was, or is? He was, sorry. Philip Hinkle was a representative who voted that marriage should be between a man and a woman. Absolutely. He's married with two children himself and is a staunch conservative. Yet, that didn't stop him. At age 71, <laughs> from going on Craigslist and trying to pay a young man for a couple of hours of your time. He also said, he said, when he also said, I just like to have a fun time. He just wanted a, you know what, he just wanted a young boy mm-hmm. to come over and watch some movies with him. Oh yeah, just for a couple of hours of your time, we can have a lot of fun together. And the boy who had posted just said that he was looking for a sugar daddy. Yep. And when he realized his sugar daddy was a state senator, he tried to flee. The young boy. Right. So naturally, Phil took him, Phil told him he could not leave, grabbed him in the rear, exposed himself to the young man, and then later gave him an iPad, a Blackberry cell phone, and $100 cash to keep quiet. Okay, first of all, <laughs> sorry, buddy, but I don't think he was too excited. If he's trying to run from you, I don't think he wants to look back and see your junk. Exactly. Also, uh, I, that's a, like a horror movie. This 71-year-old guy is like, hey, wait, no, where are you going? Come back here. And then he just drops his pants and has his... His boss and large <laughs> dick is there. Come on, don't you want some of this, son? And then he's like, I'm going to spend like $800 trying to keep you quiet. Yeah. Like well, I, $100 in cash, a Blackberry cell phone, and an iPad. I Yeah, I think that like what, because um, I think if he had just let the kid go, the kid would have gone and like, Oh yeah, whatever. probably. But then he like forced him to stay there. Mm-hmm. And that's when the kid was like, well, fuck it, I'm just going to use this to my advantage. Right. So, um, yeah. So, um, of course, the conversation now, and so then the kid goes and turns him in, and of course they find evidence of this because it, <laughs> the conversation of their Craigslist had was all saved on Dinkle's email because he's seventy one, he doesn't know how to delete his goddamn email. <laughs> also, why he's looking for someone on Craigslist? He probably didn't know. Like, he probably. I feel like he didn't know he could access his email. I feel like, you know how when you get an email, it like pops up? Mm-hmm. So I feel like he only thought he could respond to it like by clicking that. So he had no idea there was like a database of emails. <laughs> I wish someone would just send me another email so I can get in there and delete that one. But I don't know <laughs> like you. I don't know how to, Shut I don't know what I use to edit these episodes. I just, I just find the old one and open it. That's exactly right. That's exactly, no, I don't know how to open, I don't know what I use to type these things. I always find an old script and then i just click it and i hit new file or new 
new whatever, new page, and then I start my new script. Whatever. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to you guys, but that's what I do. What, what The only thing about this that annoyed me was the governor of Indiana, who was Mitch Daniels at the time, called this incident a family tragedy for the Hinkles. Like, Hinkle practically raped this young right. boy, almost raped this young boy, and he's like, wow, what a tragedy for you and your family that if, at 71, you know it comes out that you're a goddamn pervert. Right. If he hadn't been 71, if he was younger, he probably would have raped him. Oh, yeah, Because he exactly. would have been strong enough to, like, hold him down. Exactly. But he's, he's so fucking old. But despite all of this, the senator did not resign. He completed his term and then resi- retired. He was just like, no, I'm not going to resign. I'm and you know everybody in Indiana was probably like, that poor family. Exactly. It's uh, how embarrassing for you that this has come out that you're a, a sex predator. Right. Mm, that's awful. So, yes. Yeah, so that's for you, Hinkle. He's now so retired. So that's why we shouldn't have been surprised that Indiana voted for a man that said grab her by the pussy. Oh, They're of fine course. with sex Oh, yeah, yeah. They don't there. care about pedophiles. No, of course not. You vote for Trump, you don't care about pedophiles, no. and you're not going to change your mind. The churches are literally raping children. They're like, but them gays. Better <laughs> oh, keep them gays oh, away. Oh, yeah. Watch the gays. But let's make sure we go to mass. <laughs> Richard Curtis. He was a state senator from Spokane, Washington, who voted against domestic partnerships for gays and opposed a bill prohibiting discrimination based on sexual orientation. So he's like, you can't be domestic. Like, this is before gay marriage. Mm -hmm. Can't even be in a domestic partnership. And I'm not going to protect you on being discriminated against. Right. right. So, yeah, in 2007, a man by the name of Cody Castagnol told. Oh, (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, that last name. (laughs) Yet, in 2007, a man by the name of Cody Castagna told police that Curtis offered him $1,000 to have sex with him at a local hotel. Also, the pair purchased two gay pornos from their hotel for them to watch in his room. Which we were talking like, where is the hotel that's selling the gay pornos? Because I've never, I don't know the code word right. that I would like to know Is there like a it? vending machine at like a hotel? <laughs> you know how you yeah. go into the little room that has like the ice maker and like a vending machine? I feel like if you like look at the, like if you turn the vending if machine. If you do a, if you put in a, a code like A732, then all of a sudden it, it moves, the door moves and there's a whole <laughs> other set of like stuff that you can get you know i always thought those buttons were sticky from little kids no no. sticky from coming that's disgusting you move it and then you've got some whips you've got some chains we've got some pornos we've got some pot i feel like it's like the front desk like you go to the front (laughs) desk and they have a box you're like does janice work here on thursdays and they're like and then they just like bring out this box of extra stuff that you can buy. I don't know, but I just want to know <laughs> the hotels that are selling porn because I don't know. He went and he bought two porn. I mean, I know this is before you could get it on your, like you could rent it in your room, but still, where are they? Was this right. a thing in the early 2000s? Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Before it, was you could... it was like Motel 6 or something. Yeah. Or what is, what's another cheap one? like? Oh, I don't know. I Well, you know what here? I was, the when I went to my wedding a few weeks ago, we stayed at a Red Roof Inn, which has really like done a turnaround because i used to do have a lot of hookups in the red roof inn <laughs> that was the hookup hotel and they were just like dirty nasty and then so when samantha told me she had booked the red roof <laughs> inn i was like oh i don't i don't think we should stay there huh? that's not safe and then we walked into this place and it was gorgeous i was like what the fuck is this <laughs> 
I don't know. We're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> exactly. I was like, this is a legitimate hotel now. Well, that's pretty good. Good for them. Good for you, Red Maybe Rufin. they made enough money from the people who didn't stay. They, they paid for a full night, and they just showed up, and they left. Everybody, so they just kind of shipped, exactly. like, renting Oh, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, you always just bought a room for an hour or two. No, no, yeah. You know, everyone thought that they were stupid, but they're like, no, now look at us. Right? Now they, they were taking everyone's money. Every time they returned the key, they just rented it out to the next person, kept uh, cycling it. That's exactly what it is. You could rent one room, like, six times a day. Mm-hmm. Rent it one night or once or six times a day. Do it six times a day, folks. <laughs> uh, um, so, <laughs> more evidence came forward in pictures of Curtis wearing a red negligee, which a, is... Which is, like, a little... Um, <laughs> it's just, like, a little um, nighty. It's, like, a, it's a little nighty. It's a lace nighty. Okay. Yeah. Um, and apparently Curtis had been known to wear women's clothing under his regular clothes. Which I think is sad because maybe the man is, you know, trans or he's a cross-dresser. I don't know. We're not hating on him for that. Here's the thing. Because some of these people, they really are gay. And I would feel bad for them if they weren't out attacking the queer community. Right. If this just came out about a regular person, I'd be like, you know what? Let them. They, they need their time to come to terms right, with themselves. Right, exactly. But when you go out and you attack the queer community and you are part of the queer community, no, my compassion for you is done. Right. You're a weak person. Yeah. I believe that you're a weak person because you're letting society's pressure push you into attacking the people who are your real family. Well, you're at least a hurtful person. Maybe you're weak, but you're at least a hurtful person. I mean, like if you, you know, go get some therapy or just shut up. Just shut, find something else. Find mm-hmm. another cause to be angry about, you know? Right. You know, invest your time into supporting big oil. But don't go against the community that you are actually part of. How? That's awful. So anyways, so yeah, so he was known to wear women's uh, women's clothing. Um, and then there were pictures of him, of course, like we said, yep. um, to prove this. So in his letter of resignation, he stated, Well, I believe we've done some good and." Helped a lot of people during the time I served in legislator. Slur- during the time I served in the legislator, events that have recently come to light have hurt a lot of people. I sincerely apologize for any pain my actions may have caused. This has been damaging to my family, and I don't want to subject subject them to any additional pain that might result from carrying out this matter under the scrutiny that comes with holding public office. But of course, he's only apologizing for the pain he caused to the straight people. Oh, he's yeah. not apologizing like you know what I fucked up. I... Right, the fact that you were you know he didn't apologize yeah. to the queer community. Oh no. No, no, he's he's saying that it's okay for you to discriminate against people based on their so- sexual orientation. And oh well, fuck us, right? But uh, but you know, it's really sad that you hurt your family, and it is sad that you hurt your family. It's a, yeah, that's it's also terrible. sad that you hurt other people. So, all right, but that's that is Richard Curtis, and then for our final one, which is a short one, but we just had to throw it in there. Glenn Murphy Jr. He was once head of the Young Republicans and one of the former leading Republicans of Indiana. Indiana! Are we surprised? We're back again. There was actually several people um, that I found that were part of Indiana, but we only have two on this list. But there was at least four that were from Indiana. We need to do like a live stream from Indiana. (laughs) We should walk down the street and live stream it. Yeah. We might need to bring a gun, but... What live stream just what Indiana yeah. looks like? like, this is Indiana, I feel like everyone. people have Google. They can see. You can do you Google You can't street. really see it, though. <laughs> you mean, like, walk down the streets of oh Gary? My God. Yeah. No. Oh, my God. We should get a car and turn the lights off and just drive down downtown Gary. <laughs> it could be like a, uh, an, an action movie. 
There's bullets flying, and we're like, floor it! Floor it, Evan! <laughs> Just see us flying through the street. That'd be fun. Okay. And we'll probably be murdered. Probably. <laughs> but okay. No. Uh, yeah. Indiana, is, it's interesting. I'm waiting for it to come out that Mike Pence is gay. How? Oh, I, it's going to happen. You think so? It's him and Trump. Did you hear what Stormy oh, Daniels Trump's said about... gay. Huh? Did you hear what Stormy, Stormy Daniels said about... About his penis? It looks like fucking Toad. Yeah. Wait, 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 a toad? It looks like Toad. Toad from Mario. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it looks like the, the Mario thing. Yeah, she said it was disgusting and she was just laying there and she was like so over the fact that he was fucking her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, she's Stormy, Dan- uh, Stormy Daniels is releasing her memoir. It comes out uh, this month. We kind of so. have to buy it. <laughs> I, it, was, it was the same way. I'm like, I don't re- usually read any of that stuff. I haven't read any of the other books, but yeah, no. I actually might read that one. Just because I feel like it's going to be pretty funny and oh, pretty fucked up and twisted and comical. I love what she said about it. Where is it? I want to read it on here. I feel like it, it doesn't go with this, but it, it can. Why not? Um, Stormy Daniels. She was like, I was so... <laughs> Annoyed that I was laying on my back and getting fucked by this guy who had a dick exactly. that looked like the character, the mushroom character from Mario. <laughs> um. Oh God, where is it? Here it is. Wednesday. Shoot, she said it was not freakishly small. That's actually kind of not. Oh no, that's what Colbert said. She said, she said it was not freakishly freakishly small. Where is the thing? Now everybody's putting their opinions. I just want to see what she said. Um, it was... God damn it. She said that every time she heard him talk, she would say, I had sex with that. I'd say to myself, Ick! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now I can't find any of the good articles because they've all gone... They've all gone under all these other stuff. She said it's smaller than average, but not frequently small. It had a huge mushroom head, like a toadstool. <laughs> I lay there annoyed that I was getting fucked by a guy with the Yeti pubes and a dick like the mushroom character in Mario Kart. <laughs> it may have been the least impressive sex I'd had, I'd ever had, but clearly he didn't share that opinion. <laughs> so thank you, Stormy. If you've left us nothing else, thank you for that. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. We were going about Pence. How Pence is probably oh, yeah. gay or something. You can't be that angry about homosexuals and not have some some kind some of kind of issue. Stuff. Yeah, something pin up. So Glenn Murphy Jr. Yes. was once head of the Young Republicans and one of the former leading Republicans of Indiana. Like we said, yep. Murphy believes in family values and straightforward sexual orientation views. That's right. Yet he was caught sucking off another fellow Republican who was sleeping, had no idea that this was going on, and had never consented. So literally, he, that's, this that's creepy. Yeah. This is it's rapey. creepy, oh, yeah. first of all. And it's, and it's rape. rape. It's just rape. You're like, he's getting up there talking about how, uh, like, I'm super, super for, like, for, like, straight values. You know what I'm saying? Like, family values. Also, my buddy Pete over here, he's laying down. I'm just going to go suck his dick real quick. Walks over and puts that cock in his mouth. Yep. So he was actually later jailed in 2008, and as of March 2010, has been forced to register as a sex offender. So at least he, you know, yeah, at least he went to prison or for that, uh, which is good. But mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. So that's you, Glenn Murphy, sucking off a guy who's just trying to take a nap 
and then meanwhile um, trying to be one of the the young Republicans, the <laughs> leader in Indiana. Thank you for that. So that's our list for you guys. Um, of course, we didn't touch on everyone. We know there's a not a lot. There are a ton. So many. But we just wanted to touch on a few of the some of the big ones. Bigger. Not as girthy, maybe, but, <laughs> but some of the bigger small, names. Small, but not freakishly small. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, some of the bigger names, especially the people like uh, George Rickers, Rickers, whatever, who, you know, had done so much to harm the gay community mm-hmm. and then fucking hires a fuckboy. Um, you know, just just putting it out there. It's kind of a fun episode. All good stuff. We didn't get in depth with anybody, but no. that's not what the point no. of this is. Just cover a few people. Just cover some people. Fun. Yeah, so... Uh, we'll be back next week with a regular episode. Um, until then, make sure you go to our Patreon and subscribe if you can, or at least follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, YouTube. Instagram, Pinterest, Tumblr. Um, we did Twitter, right? Yeah. All the social media. (laughs) Follow us. Go to yourqueerstory.com. Check out our blog. Check out, um, some of our other information, especially our events calendar. Sign up for our email list to be entered into a chance to win a $25 Amazon gift card. That's right. And, um, oh, and your recommended resource for today is Stormy Daniels' memoir. There you go. <laughs> oh, also, you can check out tginetwork.com if you are, or .org, tginetwork.org if you are in the uh, New England area. Yeah. But, yeah, check them out and uh, stay queer. And don't get a lobotomy. Um, you succulent safest. And you... You hookers, we love you. Our, <laughs> we love you, our allies, you little hookers. You've got to listen to the last episode to get that one. Bye. Bye.